Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Amber. I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner. My website is www.sacredspacehealing.org. That's www.sacredspacehealing.org. Today's podcast then is focused on our greatest gift to the world and how we can present our greatest gift to the world. I feel that in these changing times, these turbulent times, these often chaotic times where our future seems so unpredictable and the things that we took for granted are changing in what feels like the blink of an eye, we can start to ask ourselves some very profound soul-searching questions of why am I here and what am I here to contribute to the world? We feel this call to do something to make the world a better place and I I can see that more and more people are waking up to that desire that that change needs to happen and and better things need to be happening in our world, uh, on our street corners, in our homes, within our families, in our workplaces and we are becoming more and more acutely aware of the suffering of others through the acts of violence that we see on our streets but also the acts of violence that we see perpetuated by governments um, around the world. And so this can lead us on a real soul-searching, you know, why am I here, Why, why am I alive at this time, and what can I do to contribute to the world and to make the world a better place. And when we don't know what it is that we're here to do, that sense of frustration can often lead us to play to play up, to act out, whether that's through forms of addiction or through channeling our anger and frustration at those around us, our nearest and dearest, at ourselves, or simply channeling our anger in terms of and protests and marches. I do believe that when we take all that frustration and that desire and that passion and really focus it on a specific purpose, say it, a life purpose, then we really start to find the fuel that keeps us moving forwards and keeps us balanced in these seemingly chaotic times. My feeling is that our greatest gift to the world is our gift of presence. It's our gift of our light. And what I mean by that is our greatest gift is being present in every single moment to ourselves and to others. And through our presence, being able to respond from a place of mindfulness. What tends to happen is in times of chaos and unpredictability is that we respond to events in a reactive way, through fear often, and fear of our own safety, fear of what we do not understand. And this makes us reactive, and this makes us mindless, and it makes us lacking in compassion and deeply not present. Because when we are in a state of fear, we are living in an imagined future or we are reliving a past, a memory, neither of which are actually occurring in this present moment. So what does it mean to be in this present moment? Now, we all have anxiety and worries of day-to-day living. How will I pay my bills? Is my property safe? Am I safe? What's going to happen tomorrow? What will happen at work? What's going to happen with my loved ones? Of course, these are fears of being human and having human experiences. But in this present moment, right now, as you listen to this podcast, whether you're sitting or lying, having a cup of tea, 
um, having your dinner, whatever it is that you may be doing, in this present moment, how many of those fears are actually playing out in your life? You see, we can have fears about how will I pay my council tax, how will I pay my electricity bill, and that is a fear of the future. But all we can really do to be truly present is to live our lives moment to moment to moment to moment. And as we do, we can find a sense of stillness, a sense of connection and a sense of clarity instill in us so that we are no longer in fear, we are in presence. And when we are in presence, we are better able to make those decisions that will move us towards more of the same, right? They will move us towards more presence, more light, more joy, more peace, more stillness, more happiness. But if we are operating in a place of fear and reactiveness, we are going to make decisions that are based upon those emotions and simply create more of the same in our lives. So, for example, how will I pay my electricity bill creates a state of fear. From that state of fear, we find ourselves contracting and we find ourselves turning all the the lights off, all the electricity off in our home. And we're now living in a state of contraction. That state of fear, that state of contraction now has disempowered us in some way. If we don't turn the lights on, if we don't turn our electrical appliances on, we're unable now to communicate with the outside world. We're unable to ask for help. We're unable to go on the internet and to find that job that may assist us we're unable to chase up those leads that might assist us because we've gone into a state of fear and constriction and that's an extreme example very few of us would actually switch off all electricity if we were worried about our electricity bills but in a sense that's what's happening when we're in a state of fear we contract we constrict we tighten we become less than And I believe that the greatest gift that we can bring to the world is that when we're in a place of chaos and fear is that we become more than, we become more than the sum of those fears, of those um, dark thoughts. And we become larger, we expand, we radiate more light, we radiate more compassion and more love. So when we are faced with anger and fear and uncertainty, we radiate the very opposite of that. And by doing so, we attract more of the same into our lives and we create more of the same in our lives. We also touch other people's lives with that radiance. And so, in an instance, not only are we healing and empowering ourselves, but we are also doing the same for others. You see, if we're in a state of fear and we leave the house feeling fearful and angry and we keep our heads down and we bark at the person that serves us our tea or the person who sits next to us on the train and we won't look at the people around us or someone looks at us and we scowl at them, all we're doing is creating more of the same in the world. All that you've brought into the world is more fear and more anger. But say you experience fear in the morning before you leave your home because you've received an email or a letter or something that's created that state in you, your job now to bring your gift into the world is to be the opposite of that emotional state. And it is just an emotional state and you can change it at any time. Now you leave the house with your head held high and a smile on your face and you greet those around you with love and compassion and a, a desire for union in your heart and as you do that you find yourself having really nice conversations and who knows where one of those conversations may lead who knows where that one positive interaction may lead and may take you and what gift it may bring you I believe that we often go into these states of fear and emotional constriction when we lack faith that life can turn in an instant 
And that's when we lack faith in ourselves and we lack faith in a greater power than us. And when we have that sense of faith in ourselves to change our emotional state instantly, but we also have faith in the universe, in spirit, in God, in humanity to deliver to us a solution to our problems if we keep our senses open to that solution arriving perhaps in unexpected ways then we have faith and when we have faith anything is possible so my suggestion is that the next time you wonder what is my greatest gift for the world what am I here to bring into the world and you think well am I meant to be a healer a writer a teacher a, a an actor or a singer or a dancer, you know, whatever it is you think you're meant to be doing, those are simply labels. All of those labels are about one thing, bringing our greatest presence into the world. Now, some people are able to do that when they're up on stage and they're dancing and singing. They're at their most present. They're at their most in the moment. And some people do it when they're healing and some people do it when they're writing and some people do it when they're teaching. But it doesn't mean that we just do it in those jobs and then we switch off and become robots when we you know, take our trains back home and are with our families. Our greatest gift to the world is to be in the moment, in every single moment. If we find ourselves slipping out of the moment into what will happen tomorrow or I can't believe what happened yesterday, bring your awareness into your surroundings. Look at something that brings you very squarely, very firmly into the present moment, whether it be... Um, a tree or a leaf or uh, something in your home or um, your hands or your feet, something that grounds you very instantly in the present moment. And you will realize that in the present moment, those fears are not apparent. Those fears are not realities. But the more you focus on them, the more you make them a reality. Now, you don't make them a reality through some kind of bizarre woo-woo magic. You make them a reality because what you focus on, you create more of. And how does that happen? Because what you focus on affects your emotional state and it affects the choices that you make. If you focus on fear, you will make choices that are fearful, that are coming from a place of wanting to avoid the very thing that you fear. But in actual fact, you're just moving towards that. If you are coming from a place of love, you will make choices that are loving, not only for yourself, but for others. And therefore, you create more of that in your life, in the lives of others and in the world. It really is that simple and that complex at the same time. Our thoughts do create our world and they do create our reality. Some people dismiss this as woo-woo. Um, now, the shaman and the ancient mystics always said, this world is a dream and we can dream it into anything we wish it to be. And this has been dismissed as woo-woo. It's not a dream, it's a real. If you say it's a dream, you're being nonsensical. Well, it's not strictly true. It is a dream because we're perceiving it through the filters of our own perceptions. We're never really seeing things as they are. We can never really see, say how things truly are because we only have our own perceptions to take the world in through and this is uh, hazed by our life experiences our mental thoughts our emotional feelings um, our ancestors our conditioning nature nurture all of these things affect how we view the world and how we view experiences 
One person stands in a rainstorm and is grateful that the land will be given rain today and that there will be food for all of us tomorrow. Another person stands in a rainstorm and goes, oh, this always happens to me. My hair is going to get ruined. You know, it's all about perception. And perception is very unique to each individual. That's how we create the world that we live in because we just create more of the same perception that then becomes our reality. Therefore, being present in that very moment, whether it's a rainstorm or it's a bus queue or it's whatever it might be for you, allows you to change your emotional state in that very moment and not be a robot. Walking through the streets of London, and it is very present in London and much less so in um, cities outside of London, much less so in places that are near the sea or um, close to nature, and also in other countries around the world, but it's something very, very particular to London sometimes, but probably to most big cities, is this kind of robotic mindlessness. And if you are a robot, if you are someone that wanders around with your iPod plugged in, listening to music, or watching something on your phone, on the tube, or reading that terrible metro-free newspaper that's full of fear-mongering and not even anything that could be called journalism, or reading some trashy magazine in some hairdresser's salon, wake up from the mindlessness. Wake up from the sleep. Wake up from the matrix. The music that you listen to affects your mental state and your emotional state. It creates emotions in your body. If you're going to listen to violent, aggressive music, you're going to feel violent and aggressive on some level. If you're going to listen to music about heartbreak, you're going to feel grief on some level and believe that all love is doomed. I'm not saying you need to listen to happy, clappy music all the time, but be very careful about what you're putting into your energy field. If you're going to read trash about how some celebrity is a size zero and someone else has had Botox and someone else is who knows what, and you're going to compare yourself to airbrushed images, you're going to feel bad about yourself. You're going to be feeling a state of a lack, wishing that you had more. I wish I had those shoes. I wish I had that person's lifestyle. I wish I had their house. Don't do that to yourself. Be present in the moment. All these things are distractions from being in the present moment, from being present moment to moment in terms of what is happening in your body, what is happening around you, and what is happening with the people around you. My invitation is spend a week with no iPod, not glued to your phone, not glued to a TV screen, a magazine, a a terrible metro, in inverted commas, newspaper, but actually just being aware of your surroundings, aware of the buildings, of the landscape, of the air, of the sunlight, of the people around you, of the noises around you, and being aware of how all of these things affect you moment by moment, moment by moment. Do that for a week and see what that does to your sense of awareness. It will take you out of the sleep matrix. It will wake you up. Our greatest presence to this planet is being awake, being mindful, being present, and shining our light. The sooner you wake up, the sooner you make a difference in the world. Or stay asleep for a very long time and make absolutely no difference whatsoever to this planet. The choice is yours. And so until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.